Hey guys, Happy New Year and welcome back to the I Say All That to Say This podcast. I'm your host, John Andrews. As you can probably already tell, this episode is a little bit different. There's no cool intro music, no Mr. Big Voice, and there are no commercials for our sponsors, though we are very grateful for all of our friends who help make this possible. But because of some, some technical difficulties and some scheduling conflicts, we were unable to record and produce the episode that we had originally planned on releasing today. In fact, yesterday I decided that we just would wait and release our first podcast of 2023 on Tuesday, January 17th, which is the third Tuesday of the month. And if you're new to the podcast, we release episodes on the first and third Tuesdays of each month. So I just figured we'd have to skip this week's episode And then God opened my eyes to something new in Scripture as I started a new reading plan, reading through the Bible in 2023. Now, let me stop right there and say, I am no prophet. I receive no special words from God that I must share with his people. However, I do strongly believe in Hebrews 4.12, for the writer says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. Other translations you may be more familiar with say uh, God's Word is living and active. But the Word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. I have seen this to be true many times over. In fact, I want you to picture... A group of 12 to 15 men in a hotel room on the night in between two days of playing softball in prisons. We all grab our Bibles and I'll all say, okay, open up to pick a, pick a passage. John chapter 16, I don't know. And I say, read this passage, read this chapter, whatever it might be. And I want you to pick to you what the most important verse is in this passage. And then explain to us why when we finish. And this has never not happened. Those 13 to 15 guys select 10 to 15 different verses as the most important in the passage. And even those that select the same verse, they have different reasoning for it. And that is just a picture of the living and active aspect of God's Word. The uh, powerful Uh, ability that God has to use his word to speak directly to us where we are with what we're dealing with. I believe that the Bible is the infallible and errant word of God, divinely inspired through those he chose to record the accountings of events, teachings, miracles, etc. But unlike other words on a page in a different book, the Bible is God's most common way of communication to us as only he can. He would communicate with each one of us individually and specifically in the middle of our circumstances. Why do I say all that? Well, obviously, to say this. As we begin 2023, I want to challenge you to pick up God's Word and read it. The amount of Scripture you read each day is not really that important. I don't even think it matters in which book you start. What matters is that you stop and ask God to speak to you each day before you read. He will. In fact, he is the only one who ever claimed to be God or a God that invited questions or scrutiny. The rest of those would-be gods, they don't want you investigating for fear they may, may be found out. For example, we were in Southeast Asia on a trip 
and had a chance to share the good news of Jesus with a devout Buddhist. And it didn't take long for him to begin to uh, contradict himself. And we began to ask uh, more questions. And as the contradictions began to mount, he realized what was happening and that he was digging himself a hole. And finally, he said, Buddha, which Buddhism was the predominant uh, religion in this country, he said, Buddha says, don't ask questions that have no answers. That's the exact opposite of what we find in Scripture. God's Word says in Jeremiah 29, 12, 13, and 14, In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, I will be found by you, says the Lord. And then in the NLT version of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says in Matthew 7, 7 and 8, Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. The tense of that verb phrase, to ask, seek or knock, it's a continuous action. So don't just open up your Bible once and ask God to speak and then stop. Keep on seeking. Keep on asking. Keep on knocking. As I mentioned earlier, I've started a reading plan that will take me through the entire Bible this year. Each day I read a portion of the Old Testament and the New Testament. I know some people that say the Old Testament is harder to understand or it's just harder to enjoy reading when compared to the New Testament. The plan I'm using this year gives you a little bit of both each day. There are all kinds of places to find reading plans. In fact, this morning, I googled Bible reading plans 2023. In .48 seconds, over 17 million options popped up. So, they're out there. But practically, I would recommend the YouVersion Bible app. It's easily easily downloaded in your app store. And you can pick out your reading plan. You can check off each day as you read. And then you can easily switch back and forth from translation to translation if, that, if, if you so desire. If you're looking for a place to start, the Version Bible app is where I would start. And just so you know, I am reading the Life Journal reading plan on Version that you can find to read through the Bible at any point. It will actually start on the day that you start and keep a running tally from there. Uh, but that is called the Life Journal reading plan. That's not the right one. It is just the one I'm going through this year uh, with my home church. And you can pick one that lasts four days. You can pick one that lasts four months or one that lasts the entire year. What you read is not as important as actually reading it. And asking God to speak through his word as only he can. I want to share with you what God opened my eyes to yesterday as I was reading in Genesis chapter 14. Now, in full transparency, I actually started a few days early. I don't want you to think that I'm reading six or seven chapters per day. At the end of chapter 13, Abram, who would later become Abraham, Abram and his nephew Lot's possessions had grown so large that they decided it would be best to split up. So Lot chose the area to the east where the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah were before God destroyed them. So in the beginning of chapter 14, war breaks out. And in verse 14, we read that Lot and his family and all of his possessions were captured and carried off into captivity. But thankfully, one of Lot's men escaped and went and told Uncle Abram what had happened. 
In verse 14, Abram mobilized his men and went and rescued Lot and his family and all that had been plundered. As Abram returns victorious, everyone comes out to meet him, including someone that we'd not heard of in Scripture before, including the king of Salem and priest of the God Most High. This man's name was Melchizedek. As strange as that name may be, that might actually sound familiar. It's the same Melchizedek that is mentioned in Hebrews chapter 7 and in Psalm 110, referring to Jesus as our high priest in the order of Melchizedek. Why is that significant? Well, we have no record in Scripture of his mother or father of any or any of Melchizedek's ancestors. And there's no beginning or, or ending documented uh, in Scripture of his life. He just burst on the scene in Genesis 14 to bless Abraham. And then Hebrews 7.3 says this, Without father or mother, without genealogy, without beginning of days or end of life, resembling the Son of God, he remains our priest forever. That's Hebrews 7.3, written thousands of years after Abram uh, was in the middle of this moment meeting Melchizedek for the first time. So we go back to the story in Genesis 14. Melchizedek brought Abram bread and wine, which was a forecast of what Jesus did with his disciples in the upper room the night before he was crucified at the Last Supper. And then we now observe that as communion. Melchizedek introduces that to us in Scripture. And then he blesses Abram in verses 19 and 20 by saying this, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has defeated your enemies for you. And the picture here for, that, I, that jumped out at me was the fact that Abram was blessed and honored because of what he did. But Melchizedek was quick to point out that God is to be blessed because, quote, he has defeated your enemies for you. It's the perspective of where your gifts, your talents, your victories, your successes come from. And so that picture carried into the beginning of the year made me think this. I know that a lot of you out there make New Year's resolutions. Some of you have already fallen short of some of those. And some of you are still holding strong to those plans and uh, to better your life. And some of you may be able to look back a year from now on 2023 and proudly say that you followed through on all of your resolutions and plans for this year. And there's nothing wrong with that. We should set goals. We should strive for greatness. We should use the gifts and talents we've been given to point people to Jesus in an excellent way. In fact, in 1 Samuel chapter 2, God says, I will honor those who honor me. But we must never forget where our abilities and our victories come from. Just like Melchizedek honored but reminded Abraham, and be blessed by God Most High who has defeated your enemies for you, who, have, who has given you, in other words, who has giving, given you your victories. So I say all that to say this. As we begin this new year, I challenge you to get into God's Word. Again, it doesn't matter where you start. It doesn't matter how much you read each day. Find a reading plan and follow it. Pick a book of the Bible and dive into it. There's no secret formula. It's all the inspired Word of God. 
But as you sit down to read, stop and pray first. Ask God to show you something new, something you need. Maybe something someone else close to you needs that day. And as you get into his word, it will change you. And it could ultimately change those around you. As a reminder, we release this podcast on the first and third Tuesdays of every month. If you're brand new to the podcast, you can go back and check out episode one and learn a little bit more about Impact Sports, what we do, but more importantly, why we do it. If you'd like to hear more from us, we're now sending out a weekly email devotional called Thoughts from Outside the Boat. If you'd like to sign up to get those weekly, you can go to utterlyamazed.com and you can sign up right there on the homepage to get those. Also, if you want to find out more about our ministry, you can go to impactsportsonline.org or you can follow us on social media on both Instagram and Facebook. Thank you, guys. We're looking forward to this new year together. And as always, we'll see you next time on I Say All That to Say This.